Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heat Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. See, it's all about the character of your walk. Amen? Amen. But we're going to fix it by sitting. Mm-hmm. So, everybody, let's turn to turn to Ruth. Because mm. I like to do some stuff with Scripture. Amen? Amen. Yeah, we, we do preach the Scripture here just a little bit every once in a while, right? Well, this is the third Sunday. So, I guess we can use the Bible today. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Y'all know that was a joke. I'm trying to be funny. I know it wasn't that funny, but still. Ruth chapter 2. And we're going to go ahead and get through. Y'all just go ahead. Because this one is like on the fly a little bit. But we're going to work with it. Ruth chapter 2. Let's start at... Um, let's, let's start at verse... Let's start at verse 4. Because... I'm not really going to try to go into to, to Ruth a lot, but I see something here that is going to fit. So we, I'm not going to give you a whole lot of background on Ruth. Hopefully, hopefully y'all know that she was Naomi's uh, daughter-in-law. Her husband had died, and she was sticking with Naomi. And she said, I'm going to follow you, Naomi, wherever you go. and You ain't going to leave me, and blah, 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 blah. Amen? Amen? That's the background. Number four, verse four. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, May the Lord be with you. And they said to him, May the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to the servant, to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, Who is this young woman? Who whose young woman is this? Verse 6 says, The servant in charge of the reapers replied, She's the young Moabite woman who returned with Naomi from the land of Moab. And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. Thus she came and has remained from this morning until now. Here it is, y'all. She has been sitting in the house for a little while. Then Boaz said to Ruth, listen carefully, my daughter. Somebody already began the message right there. Amen. She was sitting, and now the instructions come. Amen. See, I can finish right there. Yeah, that's it. See, some, some of you can't get the stuff together because you won't sit long enough to get the instructions. It says she's been sitting here for a little while. See, some of us don't even want to sit for that little while. Because we don't know how long that while is. Is the while five minutes? Is the while ten minutes? Is it ten years? How long I got to sit here? Because I'm ready to go. See, there's one thing. Ain't nothing wrong with being zealous. We, we all want to get out there and do something and do things. But sometimes you got to sit. You got to sit. Because that's when the instructions come. So then it says in verse 8, Then Boaz said to Ruth, Listen carefully, my daughter. See, carefully. Don't just don't just let it go in one ear and out the other. Don't just get the information. Because again, you just getting the information. But what I'm trying to tell you right now is going to change your life. What I'm trying to give you right now is, is going to transform your life. Like the pastor said yesterday, change 
means you can go back. Transformation means you can't go back. Like she used the example, a caterpillar, once it goes to a butterfly, it doesn't become a caterpillar no more. So Boaz is saying right here, listen carefully. So I want y'all to do that. Listen carefully, my daughter. And, and I know some of y'all men here, so, but you know, you get the point. Do not go to glean in another field. Here's the instructions. Furthermore, do not go on from this one, but stay here my, with my maids. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Indeed, I have commanded the servants not to touch you. When you are thirsty, go to the water jars and drink from what the servants draw. Then she fell on her face. See, what did, did she get up and run after she got the instructions? Did she go and start doing? See, someone sit with God. Is like, I've been sitting with God. I've been praying. Ooh, he done downloaded it into me like software. I feel like a computer. I got it all in my memory bank. Now it's just time for me to go. No, getting the instructions and receiving is just one thing. But see, again, you just got information. But until you let that thing marinate, meaning you meditating on it, meaning you bringing it back into your remembrance over and over again, that's when the transformation occurs. Mm -hmm. And here's the transformation. This is how it, 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 it here's how the transformation occurs. Where it says, then she fell on her face. Bowing to the ground and said to him. But I want you to catch that bowing to the ground. Mm -hmm. That's where the transformation comes. Called humility, people. It's called being humble. See, this is how you fix your Christian walk by sitting. First, you got to sit in humility. You ain't all that. I ain't all that. We just being used by God. He can use anything. He can use a donkey to speak like he did to Balaam. He can use he can use a, a horse to throw throw you off your rocket just like he did with Paul. So he can use anything. So don't think that, that you all that just cause God is using you. Stay in humility. Stay in humility. And it says she bowed down and then she said, Why have I found favor in your sight that you should take notice of me since I'm a foreigner? Why, why, God? Why, why, why do you use me? Why, why you? Why I'm, I'm, I'm not even worthy. See, she, she was letting him know. I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not qualified for this. But then Boaz replied to her, "All that you have done for your mother-in-law after the death of your husband has been fully reported to me." How I many know God got a report? Yes, yes, yes. And how you left your father and your mother in the land of your birth? Oh. I hope y'all getting this, because I'm getting it as, as y'all getting it. And came to a people that you did not previously know. May the Lord reward your work, huh? Mm. And your wages be empty from the Lord. It says, full from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to seek refuge. Then she said, I have found favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and indeed have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. Mm -hmm. And then here's verse 14. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, come here that you may eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. Is anybody catching that? Mm -hmm. That's a communion. 
See, Boaz is a type of Christ in this, in this. Remember, Old Testament is Christ concealed. New Testament is Christ revealed. So a lot of times you will see types of Christ in the Old Testament. Boaz is a type of Christ in this, in this Old Testament story right here. And he's telling him, he's telling, uh, his, he's telling Ruth, come here. And, and, and so you can eat this bread and dip the dip it in the in the vinegar. Vinegar was like like their wine at the time. So he's saying, "Come and have communion with me." See that that's how you fix your walk. First, you gotta sit down, sit down in the right place at the right time with the right folks. Sometimes you might gotta wait a little while. Sometimes you might gotta hold on a little while. But once you sit, then you get the instructions. Amen. Amen. And then once he gave the instructions. She, you, you receive it in humility. You don't receive it as a know-it-all. You don't receive it as better than somebody else. You receive it in humility. God, why did you even choose to give me this? I don't even deserve to have this. But then God says, I know your heart. I know who you truly are. I got full report on you. You, I know about stuff that you that, that you getting ready to do that you don't even know about. I have full report on you. But yet and still, I'm still going to give you the instructions. Yeah. But before you go out to do what you got to do, I need you to commune with me just one more time. Yeah. And it says what? So she did what? Sat. Amen. I mean, she sit again. She's been sitting. She got to sit some more. So she sat beside the reapers. See, she sat beside the reapers. See, God will sit you beside people who are already doing what you're trying to do. See, you got to be careful where you sitting at, who you sitting amongst and who you sitting around. It says, know those who labor amongst you. Know those who, who are walking this thing out with you. See, some of us are sitting with the enemy, and we wonder why things can't get done. We wonder why we stay in oppression, depression, and repression. Because of who we sitting with. Ask yourself, who I'm sitting with? Because see, she was sitting, it says, beside the reapers. And then he served her roasted grain. Roasted grain basically is what? Bread. Because once you roast it and you grind it and make it up, then it turns into bread. Roasted grain. So guess what? He not only gave her the communion to say, come in and commune with me, but now I got to feed you some word. I got to put some more word into you before you go out to do what you're destined to do. And then it says, and she ate. And was satisfied. How many know that when you eat the word of God, it, it will satisfy you? Because see, there's something about the word of God that if you allow it, it will completely satisfy you. It will fill you up. It will transform you. There's no way you can keep communing with God, reading the word of God, coming humbly before God, and not transform. Amen. Somewhere you're missing the formula if you have not transformed. You, you, you might have came and sit, but you didn't come humbly. You might have came and sit humbly, but you didn't, you didn't want to receive the instruction. It's somewhere that you're probably missing if there's no transformation. If the Bible's sitting open on your desk, but you're still stealing pens, somewhere the transformation has not happened. Amen. And so then it says, when she rose... To glean. Mm -hmm. See, there's a time when you rise out of your sitting. Mm -hmm. 
See, she rose to glean, to glean. Now she's rising into her destiny. She's rising into her purpose. She's rising in what she came to do. She already knew she wanted to do that because we read that earlier. That's what she came for. That's what she showed up for. That's what y'all show up for. God, I, I want you to use me. I want you to change my life. I want you to do something with me. I want you to fix that. I want you to take that. I want you to, to reprove that. I want you to correct that. But I don't know how to do it. That's how we have to come. We have to come humbly. Then we can rise. And he says, now do what you came to do. And then it says, Boaz commanded his servants, saying, let her glean even among the sheaves. Let her glean even among the sheaves. See, that's what she had asked. That's what she asked to do. See, God hears your cry. God hears what you're asking. God hears what you want. Now he's saying to the reapers, he's saying, let her do it. Let her do it. And then and more importantly, he said, and do not insult her. Mm. Meaning don't speak against what she's trying to do. Don't come against what she's trying to do. Don't, don't talk about what she's trying to do. So that's why, again, you got to sit with the right people. Because the right people ain't going to talk about what you're trying to do. The right people ain't going to come down on what you're trying to do. The right people who you sit with, they're going to try to uplift. What can I do to help you? What can I do to help you make it? What can I do to get you there? Because I know if you get there, then I'm probably coming along for the ride too. So I'm trying to help you as much as I can. Yes. That's what the real people do. And so then it says, don't, don't even insult her. Then in verse 16 it says, also, see, there's even some more. See, God will bless you, what? Abundantly and above some. Amen? And it says, also, you shall purposely pull out for her some grain from the bundles and leave it that she may glean. And then do not rebuke her. Don't talk about her taking that part because I'm telling y'all to leave this front. What is all that saying right there? God will give you what you don't even deserve. God will give you what you hadn't even worked for. See, he said, I want you to purposely reapers. I want you to purposely leave something behind so that she can come and get it. I don't even want her to work for this portion. This portion she working for. But this portion over here, I don't even want her to work for. Why? Because she worked over here. See, God will reward your work. God will reward your diligence in seeking him and coming after him and sitting with him. See, he's saying, oh, they coming to me to get their walk right. They trying to walk this thing out right. They tired of living like they used to live. They tired of smoking and hoarding and cussing and, and fighting. They trying to really get it right. So I'm going to set some things up for them. But I got to see them take the motion first. But as soon as they take the motion, then I'm going to open some doors they didn't even know was there. I'm going to open some dimensions that they didn't even know exist. I'm going to take them into new places that they didn't even know they had permission to even go. Because that's what it was all about. It was about permission. She came seeking permission. Let me glean in, in, in the fields. And see, let me, I got to give you some little background and see what happened. They, because I know we're not a farming uh, society no more, so some of us don't know about gleaning and planting and all this stuff. But they will plant the rows of wheat. And as they was going out, the, the, the reapers was going out to get it, it belonged to the person Boaz who owned that land. 
but they would allow people to come along and collect the droppings. So when you pick up wheat, some of the some of the you got wheat and tares, and, and some of the grain will fall off to the side. So they would allow people to come along and just pick up the stuff that was along on the outside. Some of the friends stuff, some of the stuff that you know, like it's just it's just leftover, it's residue, you know, it's, it's crumbs. That's what they would allow people to do. But see, now Ruth comes to, to the people and she says, I want to glean, I want to glean amongst the sheaves. And see, the sheaves are, are, are you up in the you up in the mix, you up in the field. You're not on the outside, you in the midst. See, so Ruth came, not knowing that she was gonna be able to do that, but she knew that I won't get unless I ask. I won't get unless I add. So she said, you know what? I'm tired of getting the crumbs. I'm tired of getting the leftovers. I'm tired of getting what nobody else don't want. I'm tired of doing all that stuff. I'm tired of sitting on the table waiting for something to fall off. I want to get to the table. But see, to do that, you got to know who you are. Ruth knew her identity. She didn't fully know it, but she knew it enough to know that I ain't going to get it while I'm at. I'm not going to get all my satis satisfaction where I am. And see, that's what we got to do as people of God in our Christian walk. We got to sometimes realize and say, you know what? I ain't going to get all that I'm supposed to get from God where I am. I got to admit that right now, everything ain't lining up the way it's supposed to be supposed to be. I'm not doing everything according to the word of God the way I'm supposed to. I'm not living the characteristics of God like I'm supposed to. So I need to line up some things because right now all I'm getting is crumbs and I wasn't put here to be a crumb snatcher. See, we settle for crumbs in healing. We settle for crumbs in financing. We settle for crumbs in deliverance. We settle for crumbs in, in, in being set free. We just want to just get enough. Like she said yesterday, we just want to survive. I, I just want to get through. Lord, just help me through this thing. Lord, if I can see the other side, if I can just make it to the other side, those are crumbs. We didn't come for crumbs. We came to sit at the king's table. Amen. But that's again, sitting. Sitting at the king's table. See, that's what happens because, see, Ruth comes and she says, I, I, I need to sit. And so you got to understand a little bit about Ruth. I said I wasn't going to, but, you, but Ruth was a Moabite. Mm -hmm. They was already messed up from the jump. Because they come from Moab. Moab was Lot's son who he had with his daughter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the daughters got him drunk and all that kind of stuff. And next thing you know, they was having some babies. So she came out of some messy situations. How many know that that's sometimes what we come out of? Some messy situations. So she she had one identity, but and, and she knew that was throwing her walk off. That's why she told Naomi, she said, I left I left them and, and I married your son, but now he's dead. But uh, but but I'd be doggone if I'm going back to where I come from. I might not know who I fully am, but I know I know that I ain't that. Amen. Yes, yes, right. yes. I know I'm not that. I, I, I might not have my walk all together. I might be limping a little bit, but, but I, I used to crawl. So now I'm walking in God, but, but I don't have it fully. But I know if I go back, then I'm going to lose it all. I'm not going back. 
I'm not going back. And that's what we got to get in our mind. We got to get that roof mentality. I'm not going back. This is the things that God is taking you away from. This is the things that God has delivered you from. And you got to say in your mind, I'm not going back. Amen, amen. Just the other day, I was, we went to get some daggone chicken wings. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the car, and, and Pastor Paul was saying, she get ready to come back in the car. She said, well, there's some stuff out here on the ground. You like some green rocks or something. I'm like, what you talking about? Because she'll be always looking. She'll watch me. So she always looking. And I'm like, what you talking about? And so I get out the car and I walk around the car and I get around there and I look on the ground. Okay. And I'm like, Lord have mercy. Okay. One of the fattest sacks of weed that I have seen in a long time. And I can smell it coming up on the ground. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, really? I mean, I ain't seen weed in, 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 in years since I stopped. I had, and it's like, wasn't even crumbling. <laughs> I'm talking about bud, straight bud. I'm talking about some of the good stuff, amen? Don't act like, don't act like y'all didn't enjoy when y'all was out there sitting. Don't act like it. I used to like to get high. Don't act like, don't, come on now. If sin wasn't fun, we wouldn't do it. That's, that's why we do it, it's fun. Amen. Amen. Real talk. But I had a decision to make. Come on. And I and, and I was sitting there and I'm like, and I'm fighting with this thing because it, it's been years. And I'm like, God, why am I here right now? And I'm fighting with this thing. And I'm like, well, if Paula wasn't here, I might pick it up and put it in my pocket. <laughs> I'm going through all this. You know I keep it 100. Yeah. I'm fighting through all this. Yeah, yeah. Right now. She don't know it. And I'm telling you what she did. I'm fighting all this because I'm like, that sack is big. <laughs> And it's free. <laughs> that was a good part. It was free. Just sitting there. But the cost you got to pay. Count the cost. Count the cost. Was I ready to go back from where I came from? See, I ain't going to lie again. I had a good time over here. I really had a good time over here. I smoked like a vacuum cleaner over here. Amen. But the wages of sin is what? Death. The wages of sin is death. I mean, you're going to get paid for what you're doing. Amen? So I had a good time over here, but but but, but guess what? I'm, I'm having a better time over here. So I'd be doggone if I go back. I would not be like a dog that will return to my vomit. And that's what Ruth said. I ain't going back, Naomi. I don't care where you go. I'm going to be on your heels. I'm going to be on your tail. And I don't care what I see. That's what I had to tell God. I don't care where you're taking me, God, but I'm going where you're going. I said, yeah, here go the enemy property, you little trap. Because I know the enemy when I see him. Because he's smelling. He's coming up in my nose and everything. He's bringing up all that fleshy desire in me. But then I had to turn the spirit man on and, re and come back to my senses. See, repentance ain't a one-time act. You don't repent when you get saved. You repent daily. I had to say, God, please forgive me for even having those thoughts. God, please forgive me for even thinking about that I want to pick that thing up. And help me to renew my mind. Because I thought I had fully let that thing go. But I guess that temptation was so strong that he just had to come to remind me that you still need my grace. You still need my grace. And then as I kept dealing with it, and then I sent, I sent a text message out to, to, uh, 
Brother Darcy, man, they don't, I like, man, look at what y'all, how far y'all passing don't come. I took a picture of Because I, I wanted to be a remembrance of where I came from. And see, in this little song that got my little favorite group used to sing called Crumbling Herbs. Oh, yeah. We crumbling it up. I know I'm talking a lot about weed, y'all, but it's all good. Y'all get the point. Pastor ain't smoking out of church, amen. But I, it's a point if you catch it at all. You, you can either hear about the weed or you can hear where I'm talking about where I'm going. Because he was crumbling herbs. See, I was selling for crumbs. Selling for crumbs over here. But now God done brought me over here to the king table, so I'll be doggone if I go back to the crumbs. The crumbling herbs is gonna keep me in crumbs. Over here, I'm getting with the bread. I'm getting a full loaf. I don't have to glean on the outside. I can walk right down the road and pick up stuff. And then I can pick up stuff that ain't even mine. That ain't even worth for. So why should I go back? Why would I want to go back? So you got to remind yourself of what you're going to lose. You got to remind yourself, because you're going to be tempted sometimes by what you, because it's a familiar spirit. Like the pastor said yesterday, the, the enemy can speak to you so much that after a while, his voice is not even strange to you no more. So it's not a stranger no more, because he like your friend. I would not go back. I was like Ruth. I'm not going back because I I, I want to glean right here where I'm at. I want to get. I want to get. I want to get what you're trying to give me, God. And I want to get even more. Yes, Why? Because I'm trying to have my walk right. But see, then that means you gotta sit. So I had to go and sit. I had to pull up some word to 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 bring to to to, to push that thing out. Because I'm like, okay, God, this this, this is a, this was a real battle, and so and that's and that and I was like Naomi right there. I mean, like Ruth when she said she said in verse where it said, um, what I'm looking for right here. Verse, look at verse nine. He says, he says, he says, uh, listen carefully. No, no, verse eight. Then Boaz said to Ruth. Listen carefully, my daughter. This God saying, listen carefully, my son Antonio. Do not glean in another field. Don't you walk over in that other field. You already know where that field produced. You already know the harvest over there. You already still reaping some of the decisions you made in that harvest time. He said, don't walk in another field. Furthermore, I mean, I'm going to add to the instructions. Do not go from this one. Don't you leave from where you are right now. You get your walk right over here. You go back over there, you're going to fall all the way down. Man. Get your walk right. Don't go from this one. But stay here with my maid. Stay here with my servants. Stay here with the people who doing it the right way. Stay around the people who connected to me. Stay around the people who walking like me. If you want to know how to walk, get around walkers. Man. Man. A crawler can't teach you how to walk. <laughs> but then more importantly, let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. See, see what somebody else doing that's ahead of you. It ain't that you're in competition. It ain't that you're in comparison. It's just that they showing you the way to do it. Yeah, they showing you the way to do it. See, I, I can talk to somebody about how to get off that green because, see, I, I, I'm ahead of them. I've been ahead of them. Now, you ain't telling me nothing about that temptation. You're going to be tempted like this. You're going to be tempted like that. You're going to be tempted like this way, that way, and the other. But I, this is how you overcome. 
And the same thing for y'all. There's things that y'all have been through that you that you used to be tempted by, still might be a little tempted by, but now you can go to somebody who's still in that thing, they still in that other field, and you can say, you go, you get crumbs over here. We got somebody over here. If you get your walk right, you can get some and then some. I'm going to show you how to look. Just follow after me. See, that's what that's our commission is the people that have to follow after us. But how are they going to follow after you if you falling down? If you walking crooked? And ain't nothing wrong with falling down and walking crooked. But if you stay falling down and if you stay crooked and you are more worse, if you sit around and say, I ain't even crooked. The devil is a lie. Because we've all fallen short. Amen? Amen. But then in verse 10 it says, I like what she said, then she fell on her face and she was bound down and she said, why have I found favor in your sight? Mm -hmm. God, God, why, why did you choose me? I, I, I'm a foreigner. I'm a foreigner. But see, Boaz, he was from Elamelech. Elamelech, which means my God is king. And, and he was a redeemer. He was a redeemer. And that's what God is. God is a redeemer in our life. Christ, the word of God, is a redeemer in our life. And in verse 11, he's talking about, he says, he says, I seen all that you have done. And I saw how you left your father and mother. I saw how you left that weed alone. I knew it was hard for you to give it up. I knew you wanted to stay over there. Because how many know I wanted to stay? I stayed for 13 years. Why I wanted to leave? God know. See, I, I can't. I can only talk about what I done been through. You know, I talk about the weed a lot, but I can say the women the same thing. I ain't. You ain't gonna shock my wife with nothing. She already know. I stayed on that a long time. It was hard to put them playing shoes up on the on the shelf. I had the David spirit, amen. They say the only way they knew King David was dead is they put a woman in the bed with him and he didn't do nothing. One hundred, amen. amen. But then she, he, he said, he said, I, I seen all that, but I saw how you left it. You, 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 you left that mess. Cause remember, Ruth was part of a. She came out of an incestuous type thing. I mean, it's been years, but that's where the, the root was, the seed was. He said, but I saw how you left all that. And, and then you you came to a people who you didn't even know. See, when you come to God, you might not know everything. You might not have it all figured out. He said, but you came. You ain't got to, you ain't got to know everything to come. You just got to know that you need to come. And then he says, may the Lord reward your work. And your wages be full. Because why? You came under the wings to seek refuge. See, you got to seek refuge. See, even though I used to spend all that time hoarding and getting high and doing stuff. But it's, again, what you saying to yourself when you by yourself? See, all the time I'm sitting by myself and it's like, God, I, I, I take this thing from me. Because I like it, but I don't. Because I know what it's doing to my body, to my mental, and all that. And God, please. And then even with the women, I said, God, I feel like a vampire. Because I'm, I'm sucking the life out of these women. Because I know I don't want nothing from them. But what they get, what they willing to give, I said, I feel like a vampire. So that's what we got to realize is that we got to come. Even before we get cleaned all the way up, you can't fix your walk until you decide to sit. Amen. 
Amen. See, some of us keep on trying to walk. Like, if I just keep walking long enough, I'll walk up out this mess. I'll just keep on walking. I'll just keep on. No, you're just going to keep walking in the mess. You might walk out of that mess, but guess what? Another mess will find you. Because people who like to, they like to move sometimes. Like, I'm just tired of Atlanta because, you know, all you folks around here, this, that, and the other, and all that. Guess what? Wherever you move, you at. If you was a crackhead in Atlanta, you're going to be a crackhead in Los Angeles. Because you're going to find where the crack at. And if you're a real crackhead, it'll find you. Amen. And just put in, fill in the blank. You can call it, no, you ain't a crackhead, but fill in the blank with whatever you do. Amen. Don't act like you don't do nothing because if you say you don't do nothing, then you're lying, so fill in the blank with lying. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so if you lie in Atlanta, you're going to lie in Los Angeles. Amen. <laughs> I'm closing. I'm finishing, y'all. I'm finishing. You just got me up there. Like, I don't know. I don't limb, but it's all good because I got wings. Amen. So I ain't worried about the limb break or not. Where I'm at. Oh, so then... He came, he said, come and come and eat with me. But actually, no, let me back up, let me back up. I, there's a part I'm trying to find. Here it is, right here. Yeah, because he said, he says, I commanded you, I'm in verse 9, let your eyes be on the field and go after them. Indeed, I commanded the servants not to touch you when, when you are thirsty. Mm, go to the water. When you are thirsty, go to the water and drink from what the servants draw. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful. He said, when you're thirsty, what does that mean? I know you're going to get tired of walking sometime. I know it's gonna, this Christian walk ain't going to always be easy. You're going to get dehydrated. You're going to get thirsty. Meaning, guess what? You're going to get a little dry. And we talked about dry last week. When you get dry in, in your walk, guess what? Now the enemy can come in, and then you start making covenants of despair. You start making fear-based decisions because you done got dry. God said, don't wait till you get dry. And know that the thirst is there. Know that the thirst means it's time to get something to drink. And when you want something to drink, all you got to do is come to the water jar. And we know the water is representative of the Holy Spirit. He said, all you got to do is come to the Holy Spirit and wait for the servants to draw it for you. He said, you ain't even got to draw it. You just got to present yourself thirsty. Present yourself thirsty for God. He said, all you got to do is present yourself thirsty. If you just show up to me thirsty, if you just show up to me saying, God, I need you, I want you, we we want you like that song was saying, I'm just showing up thirsty. I don't know where the water at. I don't know who's going to get it for me. I don't even know if it's water here, but I'm just showing up thirsty. Yes, yes. And that's what we got to do as people of God, to fix our Christian walk. We got to be thirsty for the things of God. Amen? Amen. We got to be thirsty for the things of God. Yes, yes. And then he has the communion with them. Down in verse 14, he has the communion. And, and, and that's coming union with God and, and sitting there with God. And the whole reason he's doing all this is because God wants you to, to rest in him. Mm. Say nothing wrong with sitting because sitting means rest. God wants you to rest in him. See, why do I say that? Think about Genesis. And I'm finishing up. Think about Genesis. God did what? He created everything. One, two, three, four, five, six days. Boom. Then he comes up. He says, okay, everything is complete. But, and some people say the man was an afterthought. But man was a forethought. He had man on his mind. He had you on his mind when he created everything. 
He says, I don't want them to have to do nothing. I don't want them to have to work. I just want them to stay in my grace, in my abundance, in my glory, in my presence. I don't want them to have to do nothing. So I'm going to make everything, and now when I create them, all they got to do is take possession. So God worked, then rested. Amen. Ain't that what the word say? Amen. God worked, then rested. And the formula for us is we must rest so that we can work. We got to sit so that we can work. See, man's first active day on the earth was the seventh day because he was made on the sixth and he started on the seventh, naming things. His first active day on earth was on God's rest day. We're supposed to act in God's rest. That's when we act is in God's rest. We take a seat in the rest of God, and now we say, God, download it to us. Give us the instructions. Transform my heart. Renew my mind so now I can go out and do the work that you have called. Even if that work is inside my own life because I got some things I need to fix up. I got some things I need to change up. See, I still, I'm still working on things in myself. You know, I'm still working on the fact of, of God truly trusting 100% God in the finances and providing. I'm still there. I'm keeping it 100. Cause I can I can fight anything with the marijuana and the women and all that kind of stuff. But then when my money start looking funny, I'm like, okay, God, you gotta you gotta make sure some things line up. So I'm still working now. But guess what? That means that I gotta keep sitting, sitting in the word and just bringing it back to my remembrance. Because God invites us to his rest. And then last, I just want I want to turn, I want you to turn to this scripture. Now I'm gonna finish right here. Turn to Romans chapter, Romans chapter 6. I want you to see this. This, this, is, this, is, this is how you fix your walk. It's by sitting in God. Romans chapter 6. Here's the secret right here. Romans chapter 6. Verse 2 it says. May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we might too, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. We would no longer be slaves to how we used to walk. We would no longer be slaves to what we used to do because we shared in what Christ already did. We shared in the deliverance that he already done. We shared in the redemption that he already done. We shared in the resurrection power that he already operates in. And then in verse 7 says, for he who has died is freed from sin. Then lastly, verse 8 says, now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. Amen. Amen. That's the key. Know that Christ already done it all. He's already finished the work. What am I really trying to say right here using this? He already sitting. So all we got to do is sit and receive the same things that he has received. Whatever Christ got, we get. That's all we got to do. 
Christ got it, then we get it. Amen? Amen. We just got to understand that we are invited into the rest of God. That we're invited into the rest of God. That, there's one, let me, I, 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 one more scripture. I said that was the last one. I promise this is the last one. I, I want you to see something before, before we get out of here. Let me see what I'm trying to find here. Turn to second. Let me see. Yeah, Second Corinthians. This is it. Yeah, Second Corinthians. Turn to Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians, uh, chapter one. I think. Yeah, I had to go all the way back. Second Corinthians, chapter one. That's one. That's two or two. There we go. Second Corinthians, chapter one, verse twenty. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. So here it is. For as many as are the promises of God, in him they are yes. Therefore also through him is our amen to the glory of God through us. Verse 21. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and anointed us in God who also sealed us and gave us the spirit in our hearts as a pledge. What is all that saying right there? It's saying that the promises of God is yes. When you get your walk with, right with God, the promises of God is yes. But how you get to that? It says in him. Meaning you got to sit in him. That's how you get your yes. If you're not getting yeses right now from God, that means you might be trying to walk this thing out on your own. Walk it out, walk it out like this song you say. You need to stop trying to walk it out and you need to sit it out. Amen. Amen. In him they are yes. Then it says, therefore also through him is our amen. Meaning so it be to the God of glory through us. And then it says, now he who establishes us. How can anything be established when you're constantly moving around? When you're just running around like a chicken with his head cut off eventually to your death. He says, now he who establishes us with you in Christ and anointed us is God. God establishes it and then he anoints it. What does that mean? He sets you up, then he anoints you to go. He ain't trying to stop you from walking. He just saying, sit down for a little while to get this thing right. I got to give you something. I got to give you some instructions. I got to get you to a place to, to where I'm trying to get you to go. He said, sit down in me so that now I can establish some things. See, some of us need some things established in our life. We wonder why we grab this and lose that. We go for and leave this behind. God says, because you're not established. You won't just sit down in me. He says, I'm trying to take you to another place. I'm trying to take you to another dimension. I'm trying to let you see things that you didn't even know even existed for your life. You thought your life was right now and only this. You thought your present circumstance was your destiny. But if you sit down in me long enough, I'll show you something else. I'll show you who you really are. I'll show you who you really are designed to be. Yeah, you might have came out of the more bites. You might have came out of the mess. But that's not who you was designed to be. That's not who I called you to be. That's not who you destined to be. Yeah, that's what you was. That's what you might be right now. But you, but you might be a foreigner now. But I'm trying to bring you in as a family. But you got to sit. You got to sit. You got to sit with me. 
to some of us, we'll go and we pray to God, then we get up and run. You don't even sit there long enough to hear what God got to say. God, help me with this. God, give me that. God, do this. God, take them away. God, help me with this. Give me this job. Give me this house. Give me this car. Help my family. Help me. We say all this stuff that we get up and go. And never we sit there long enough for God to give us instructions. He might have already answered your prayers if you just sit down long enough and wait for the answer. That's all you got to do is just sit sometimes. And I ain't saying it takes hours and, and hours and days and you can't go to work. I'm just sitting and waiting on God. That's not what I'm saying. You got, let, let, let's not be religious about it. You ain't got to lay out in your closet for 10 hours a day and not show up for work until I'm sitting and waiting on God. <laughs> Because you'll get a pink slip and then you pray to God, God, oh, I need a job, I need a job. He said, well, I ain't tell you not to show up for work. Because sitting on your own accord, you were sitting trying to get credit instead of trying to get transformation. You were sitting trying to get points instead of trying to change and transform. God says, I'm trying to take you to another place. Turn it up for me. Because I love this song. I don't feel in love with this song. Because that's what he really wants to do. He wants to take us to another place in him. Because guess what? If you're here with God, guess what? There's there. And if you're there with God, there's there. And if you're there with God, there's there. You, you ain't going to get this done until you meet him. That's, a, that's when you finish. But then when you finish, you say, good job. Well done. My good and faithful servant. You walk this thing out right because you decided to sit right. We got more confidence sitting in them chairs y'all sitting in than sitting in God. If I put this chair up here right now, just like this, and I tell, I tell somebody come up here and sit outside of being in bed, come up here and sit down. But you just sit down and even think about it. You don't think about whether this chair can hold you. You don't think about whether this chair gonna fall apart. You don't think about whether this chair gonna break. You don't think about what it. All you know is this chair is designed to do is to hold you up while you sitting. And you 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 got all trust, all faith, and all rest in this chair doing what it's supposed to do. Well, why can't you have the same for God? Why can't you have all faith, all trust, all rest in what God is designed to do? He says, "I'm designed to be faithful. I'm designed to be trustworthy. I'm designed to be a provider. I'm designed to be a." healer. I'm designed to be a deliverer. I'm designed to be a redeemer. I'm designed to be a way maker. I'm designed to be the path. I'm designed to be the truth. I'm designed to be the light. I'm designed to be the way. All you got to do is sit in me. All you got to do is have faith in me. All you got to do is trust in me. All you got to do is rest in me. Matter of fact, you can do me like a lazy boy. Just kick back and put your feet up. Because you ain't going nowhere. God got a lot of work to do on you. So sit back and relax. So that I can take you to another place. Amen. Amen. If there's anybody that want to come and sit in the chair, symbolic of God. Sit in your rest. I dare you to come and sit in it. I dare you to really trust him and sit in it. Sit in it one time and see what happens. Truly sit in it. Don't sit in it because of the brownie points. Don't sit in it because of your mama told you to. Don't sit in it because you think that's the right thing to do. Sit in it because you know that's the only thing to do.